0: Julie, it is October the sixth. The nice thing about October the sixth is tomorrow is October the seventh. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be appearing in Miami tomorrow at the C five event, which is taking place at what hotel?
1: The Marriott Miami Airport.
0: Okay, there you go. And I know we have some people flying in from different parts of the country, mostly on the East Coast. I oh, did I tell you that did I show you the video that Orlando sent me?
1: No. At least exciting. a thousand people. Yeah, good yeah. for him. That's pretty awesome. Right,
0: I know. But the thing is is we haven't yeah. prepared anything to talk about.
1: Well, hopefully he's got some good questions. Yeah. So I told him, I told him
0: it better be interview that's format because right. we're not coming prepared nope. to do anything other Except than support him. stand on stage and look pretty, hopefully. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> we'll see how we do.
0: So we're picking up where we left off yesterday and the day before, and it's how to end the feelings of overwhelm. Oh, we should have said, if they want to go to the event, um, mm-hmm. go to, you can find Orlando in his group on Instagram, and uh, you can also obviously probably find him on Google the, uh, I don't know, honestly, how ticket sales are handled. I don't know anything about any of that. I don't know if it's all sold out. No information on my part. But I suspect if you are going and you said you were a uh, guest of Tim and Julie Harris, that you probably would be let in even if the event itself was full, which I suspect it is. Um, and you are all listening and you are all personally invited by Tim and Julie Harris. Thus, you are indeed one of our special guests. That's Uh, right.
1: And even if we don't see you at the actual event, maybe we can chat with you over a cup of coffee or something like that. Just make yourself known and we will reach back out to you.
0: Yeah, because we're staying at the hotel there, right? That's right. Keeping it easy. I don't know. Julie just tells me what to do. Keeping it simple. Tells me when when the plane leaves and when we're supposed to be at the airport. Details are not my thing. All right. Good. So overwhelmed. This has been a good topic. A lot mm-hmm. of people have been actually, you know what? <laughs> I had some people email me again mm-hmm. for the second or third day in a row. Rather, they texted me. And if you guys ever want to text me to communicate ideas, suggestions, um, questions, I do encourage you to do so. And I do text back. Sometimes it takes me a day or so, but I do. It's 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. And we've, I've had more and more people interested in the books that we're reading.
1: Mm, very good. That's yeah. That's fun. And I do have, uh, it's probably 90% done, our official book list. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll roll that out officially next week.
0: Yeah, we should. Well, again, we're um, relaunching all of our uh, coaching products, too, mm-hmm. and I think that's what your book list is going to be. Yes. Oh, and we did have somebody else was asking us about the planner, right? Mm-hmm. The planner project. And that's basically done, but we are going to update the cover. That was the Correct. only holdup at this point? Yep. All right, good. So all these things, guys, mm-hmm. are coming your way, um, but we're going to try to make them as perfect as possible before we release them. And we're very excited because fourth quarter, always a magical time um for us but it also you know holidays and all the rest of it but we really like fourth quarter because it gives us an opportunity to plan for the following year and hopefully if you guys have been listening to this podcast consistently you'll know the importance of using fourth quarter as the staging grounds for your following year and again plenty of time to take off around the holidays but make sure you are drilling down and make sure you're absolutely positively getting your real estate treasure map done if you've not downloaded it or uh, or yet you know, completed it, uh, if you've not even asked for it yet here's the way to do it just text the word harris to 47372 just text the word harris h a r r i s to 47372 and we text you back a link and you can download the real estate treasure map but it also entitles you to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches so go ahead and text the word harris to 47372 all right julie yes, harris and in
1: fact that was point number 10 from our series was to actually complete your real estate treasure map and know your magic number giving you that sense of control in a business which is constantly trying to control you, and then, most importantly, actually achieve your magic number.
0: Wasn't point point 10 yesterday's? Yes, yeah, last but I was trying that out there. Yeah, they're they're going
1: to get the treasure map. Now they have to actually do the treasure map and actually achieve their magic number.
0: I just know whether your team, you <laughs> have to vamp point. on the magic number. No, no, but that's no, we've,
1: we've covered that. So <laughs> uh, point number 11, always have three to five minimum standards we're talking about daily minimum standards, so use our previous points as some of your benchmarks, things like gratitude, being media-free, working out. Add the number of proactive contacts you have to make every day based on what your treasure map actually told you to do.
0: I can't unhook my mind from the whole media-free thing and the fact that <laughs> Facebook went offline, Instagram, all the rest of it. And there's all this, let's be honest, incredibly politically motivated Uh, Information that's flowing around um, about Facebook and clearly one of the political parties definitely doesn't want uh, Facebook to be disseminating information that they don't have control over. That is the underwriting, I -hmm. think, uh, presupposition of all this uh, politicalization that's going on. Because this big whistleblower from Facebook, I mean, what did she really say that didn't already? Who didn't know? Social
1: media is bad for you. Yeah, Instagram. So that's basically it.
0: Instagram, and you know, basically seeing these really overly stylized uh, versions of females is bad for teenage girls. Really? I mean, who I'm, knew? I, yeah, I'm <laughs> old enough to remember that that was true even before the internet. You know, these Great, things have always was, been true. There was this
1: thing called magazines that but came before that. It's
0: just a, I mean, yeah. mostly a bunch of hype. But what isn't hype is they really got into the weeds about the how much. Um, Facebook really does uh, control the news feed. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. How they actually have – it doesn't, shouldn't surprise me, but it kind of does. They actually have ways to make it so that system-wide, platform-wide, they can have more of this and less of that. And this, the yeah. algorithm itself is designed to give you more of what you're clicking on and paying attention to. And if you're clicking on paying attention to stuff that's positive, well, you're going to get more of that. And I don't know how many of you guys – are ever seeing anything negative in your uh, on your Instagram or your Facebook feeds but it's probably because the you know the AI knows that you like it or have liked it in the past mm-hmm. and if you don't want to see it anymore just tell it you don't want to see it anymore and you won't you'll go back to seeing you know pretty happy faces and kittens
1: exactly which is you do like have our Insta- which is
0: like our Instagram feed basically <laughs> that a bunch of car so, stuff and kid stuff but but the moral of the story here guys is that the the most assured way for you to get control of your mindset especially when you're feeling burned out and we've been really drilling down this last three or four days on our show, is to go media-free and completely have a media-free uh, week. Try it with a day, kind of Facebook force you to, but then venture off and to see what it's like to go media-free and all social networking, all sorts of uh, you know, news, anything that resembles something that's gonna disseminate information in your direction with content. Shut it off, walk away from it, and notice how you go through almost stages of withdrawal. Notice how you go through almost stages of mourning um, and you really really want to know what's going on. You feel like you're missing out. That's all th- because you're uh, essentially rewiring slowly what's been miswired in your head from this sort of uh, endorphin release that you get. It's not even endorphin, well, it's a dopamine that... release.
1: Well, it's not that different when somebody's getting over an addiction, is it?
0: Well, but seriously, all this stuff is just des- mm-hmm. I don't even want to say it's designed because it's not like, uh, Facebook and all these other um, social networks somehow figured out, well, we're going to figure out how to, you know, make it so that human brains release a little bit of dopamine every time they get the dopamine release has been part of the human brain forever. Yeah. You know, again, this is none of this is new. They're just trying to make it sound like it's new. And for Facebook to have understood that people are uh, liking a certain type of content or the web design or the page design to be a certain way. Is anyone surprised about that? I mean, is that really that big of a what do we want the whole world to be like? Going to the DMV? I mean, seriously, the whole thing's just preposterous, really, on its yes. face. But really, what does matter is if you really want to stop feeling burned out, if you really want to start getting control of your mindset so it's consistent, um, you got to really start peeling back the layers of the onion of the things that you've uh, essentially formed around you, um, that you've normalized, and then you're going to start discovering that as you remove things from your life, you are indeed going to start feeling frankly, a lot happier and a lot more clear-minded, a lot more present. What you want in life is sitting right outside of all this noise that you've covered yourself with and all these you know misinformation sources that you've become reliant on thinking you have to somehow be tuned into 24-7, which you really don't.
1: That's right. So instead of spending your time that way, work on those three to five minimum standards, one of which should always be making your prescribed number of proactive contacts for your business which your real estate treasure map will tell you so let's say that your treasure map says that you've got to do 10 contacts per day remember a contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult so that's point number, yes, that point number point 11. yes that's point number 11. okay yes. got it so when you focus on that the rest of it really comes together right so when you're doing all of your proactive contacts you're gonna have to do lead follow-up because some of them are gonna call you back. You're gonna have to pre-qualify. You're going to have to go on appointments, but it all starts with that daily minimum standards of the amount of people you're gonna actually talk to. So point number 12, track all of your critical numbers using our whiteboard and visual accountability system that we teach in Premier Coaching and that is presented also in the treasure map. So, the idea here is that yes, we know spreadsheets exist. We in CRMs. We you know guys, about CRMs.
0: You guys love talking online about which CRM for this, which CRM for that, but most of you, don't really need a CRM. <gasps> Boo hiss. How can you possibly say that? And
1: also, we know you don't use it anyway.
0: Well, exactly. And they're too complicated. But why don't you need a CRM? Because really, at the end of the day, if you, all you're trying to do is create a digital Rolodex, for those of you who don't know a Rolodex is, <laughs> that's okay. You Phone can book, you, you can Google you can Google for pictures. But that's all really. If that's what you're wanting to use it for, use the free ones that are available online. You don't need to be paying a subscription. Uh, for a subscription fee to some expensive CRM. But what most of you think you're supposed to be doing is creating long-term email, you know, digital drip, follow-up campaign, Mickey Mouse things, and that's really what you've been seduced into believing uh, you're supposed to be using for a CRM. But what if we were to tell you the truth that CRMs, essentially long-term lead follow-up, are incredibly ineffective, so much so that they're not even worth doing. Every major study that's ever been done, even by the CRMs themselves, validate the fact that long-term lead follow-up, the idea that you can meet somebody at Starbucks, throw them in your long-term lead follow-up campaign and send them things, that somehow magically one day they're going to do a transaction with you, that is absolutely not true. It's not true in the sense that if you are reliant on it or think it's going to be a a lead generation spoke for you, you will be sadly and sorely disappointed. And that's unfortunately what a lot of agents have been led to believe. Not so much than like five, six years ago, it was sort of the war of these new CRMs and I think the market sort of figured it all out. But for those of you who are thinking about spending any time or money trying to find the right CRM, chances are you really don't need one. And if you're thinking about using one for long-term lead follow-up, then you got to understand that uh, you know you don't need to be doing long-term lead follow-up. You should just be learning how to pre-qualify your leads at the highest point, at the highest level, and then learn how to, as we teach you in our coaching program, ask the right questions in the right order, and then discern what level of priority status they'll get in your life. And frankly, if they're not, if some Sometimes you keep them uh, if they're uh, six months out, but most times if they're not more than, if they're not going to transact or list within the next 90 days, you need to move on. Because what you're going to do is you're going to create this big list of people that you call leads that will never do business with you, that you're not, that you're just hoping and praying that one day, and it creates a false sense of security that you don't need to be doing the new lead generation. And that's the other fallacy of these long-term lead uh, CRM, uh, lead follow-up campaigns a lot of people are so believing in.
1: That's definitely true. So the ones that go on your board, our visual accountability here, are your hottest leads. These are the ones who are actually calling you back, actually getting pre-qualified if they're a buyer, actually you know, giving you answers to your seller prequalification questions. These are the people that you want to talk to all the time. The reason you don't bury them in your CRM is because out of sight is also out of mind, even with hot leads. What you were just talking about was with the colder leads that we don't want to bother dripping on endlessly. But even the hot ones, when you just, I have it happen all the time on coaching calls. You know, when they always go, oh yeah, I got to write that down. I just thought of somebody. That's because it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's because it's not on their wall on their whiteboard.
0: Right. And, well, whiteboards, too, most of us, well, we're all like we always claim we're visual learners. But the reality of it is, is we're always a combination. You're not one or the other. That's another sort of modern educational fallacy. But it's what Julie just said. If you have all of your minimum standards, and your minimum standards, by the way, should be proactive, well, obviously some sort of – you know, physical filling of the cup. And then there's proactively generation. And you they're not necessarily a five, same, there aren't the same minimum standards for everybody, but pretty consistently, it's going to be proactively generation that in the number of contacts you make is prescribed by your real estate treasure map. It's going to be lead follow up. It's going to be what other things, Julie, would be well, a minimum exercise, standard? Taking exercise, taking care of yourself. Right? You
1: know, it, it might, we talked about water yesterday. It right. could be, you know, filling up a 64 ounce bottle of water and making sure you make it to the end twice a day. And oh
0: my God, we almost died on that six mile walk this morning. Four example oh
1: you know <laughs> it's funny out.
0: i ran into somebody and they yeah. were telling me how uh, uh cold and chilly it's uh, getting up in like in the east coast and whatnot yeah, I know. And it's like oh, it sounds nice <laughs> it
1: does sound nice i think it was 93 <laughs> this morning Yuri. yeah yes so water might be a daily minimum standard it is for us but work what yours are and stick to them so next point and again we're talking about getting you back into control ending the feel feelings of being overwhelmed so point number 13 is maintain a regular what we call a normal person schedule of starting on time and stopping on time. Working till midnight and eating pizza between appointments is not sustainable or professional. It's not a badge of honor. You know, it agents do this to themselves all the time. You know, oh, I haven't, I haven't had well, a decent meal in three days. But
0: that's the life of someone who works primarily with buyers.
1: Well, for sure, and who has no control of their time, their schedule, or anything else as a result.
0: Well, you do have to work vampire hours if you are working with sure. buyers because you have to work when they're not working.
1: Yeah, and you, you feel like because you are buyer dependent and not at your magic number of listings... You feel like if somebody calls you at nine thirty at night, you better pick up that phone.
0: Y'all realize now why Julie and I focus so much on teaching you guys to be <laughs> listing agents. Do you see it always circles back? Well, I'm going to take yeah. a little sidestep because sure. I think you'll appreciate this too. Mm-hmm. Um, several calls recently with people that are joining our EXP team, mm-hmm. and um, they were all three of them were great. You know, successful agents selling you know twenty five to fifty houses right. per year. Very successful, but they we were talking about, and they were asking me for some you know coaching with regards to their twenty uh, twenty two business plan, and I asked them the usual questions of the thirty houses or whatever you sold this past year, how many were buyers, how many were sellers, mm-hmm. and uh, every time I came across one that was seventy five percent buyers, twenty five percent sellers, then I you know I knew that they were basically burning it at both ends mm-hmm. with regards to their time, and it's so hard to find anything. But then so I asked them, well, why aren't you focusing more on listings, and why? So we had a conversation about how to become more of a listing agent. But what was really shocking in every example was um, the number, the rate, the commission rate they were getting paid in their markets and the buyer side transactions and, has yeah, really plummeted. Definitely so eroding. and it, it's, it's going to most likely get to the point where buyers, agents, commissions are not going to be an entitlement. And we've been saying this for how many years? For, years. Yeah. Forever. Since we started doing our podcast. You know, over twenty over twenty million downloads ago, basically, Mm -hmm. we've been saying that we think buyer's agency as a thing will always be relevant, and frankly, we it it's good for the market, Uh, it's good for buyers, good buyer agents are anyway. But as far as the entitlement that it'll be an automatic, the commission will automatically be paid by the seller, that is clearly coming to an end. So very soon, I'll suspect, you know, in some markets faster than others, you're going to see buyers agents having to. Explain to this, uh, the buyer what all their expenses are, you no know, normal buyer agent thing, and then explain to the buyer what their fee for that that buyer is going to be responsible for paying uh, for helping them uh, buy a house. In other words, the buyer's agent is going to, just like the listing agent, have to um, sell, in essence, to the buyer what they're worth and why they're worth it. I doubt that there are too many buyer's agents that are going to be able to do that.
1: Nope, that's right. And that's why you have to up your skills. And that's why
0: you have to become a listing agent, frankly, Mm -hmm. because the leverage is going to be on the listing side more than anything. Do you guys think there's any there gonna be any, you know, sea change in the market anytime soon? Oh, I know, Tim. I'm getting emails from you know some designation about short sales. So there's a sixty percent increase in short sales. Well, if there was one last year and there's sixty today, okay, then yeah, or sixty this year, that means yeah, there's this, you guys gotta look at the numbers. You guys gotta really discern of, you know, through, cut through the hype and focus on being listing agents. That's what we teach you to do in our coaching program. That's exactly right. And, and so if you are feeling like you have no schedule, no, you know, anything or even remotely resembles a personal life, it is because you're working with buyers. It is because you're not keeping a schedule. It is because you're not primarily focused on getting to your magic number of listings. Just wrap your mind around that. Ask yourself why you wouldn't just follow that advice. And the only answer is because you don't know how to. That's what the coaching program's about.
1: There you are. Okay, we're going to wrap it up with point number 14 here so we can get on our way to Miami. Point number 14, keep a gratitude journal on your desk and recognize the the little Easter eggs that occur throughout the day. What's an Easter egg?
0: Well, anybody that reads science fiction books or plays video games know. I don't play video games, but I read science fiction books. An Easter egg is like when they put little surprises in a video game or really in a book that's going to surprise you that you weren't expecting. That's all they are, just like a little Easter egg.
1: Yeah, but we have them every day if we just look for them.
0: Right? They are all the way They're around. Everywhere. I mean, have you ever noticed that when you're trying to really solve solve for a problem, trying to figure something out, mm-hmm. that if you concentrate – it's like the whole phenomena, like you went out and bought a blue car, and now you see that exact same blue car everywhere, yeah, sure. even though that blue car was always there all the way around you. All the time. And it's the same when you're trying to focus on solving a, a problem. If you really were to focus on – this is the reason that we make things as practical and tactical as possible. You know, point number and always have three to five minimum standards you're doing every day. And those three to five minimum standards, by the way, are all designed to put you in a position to help people and make you money in 90 days or less. They're not overly complicated funnels and systems and all this Mickey Mouse. As you build your business and build your profit, if you choose to, you can start doing some of those things. But don't do those things first because they're not really going to be it at the end of the day, it's the same problem that um, people who've built their businesses based on social networking and Facebook, for example, it's one of Julia Ice Harris' rules, right? Don't build your mansion on land you don't own. So if you are a business that was a hundred, well, we have we do some Facebook Live events for mm-hmm. our uh, sure. business, and when Facebook didn't work yesterday, we were out. We were out. I mean, I so that's us actually being a little bit wrong in how we approach I things. Know. But it does work. But a lot of what these agents are doing is they're building their entire businesses on other people's platforms. Mm-hmm. Those platforms change, and there goes their business. They're becoming
1: dependent. On they're not.
0: They're not skills based.
1: Where did I hear? I heard somewhere that Facebook actually can toggle. Like if they see you're getting too much business from something, they can shut you know that flow off. You know you're definitely not in control of any of this stuff. No. So they just change the rules. But back to our. But you
0: are control yeah. up to your minimum standards idea. That's what right. you do, your output, the quality of in which you do it. So if you know that there's well, – we talked about expireds a little uh-huh. bit yesterday. If you knew that there were you know 25 expireds in your marketplace, these are all sellers that clearly had a house for sale, didn't mm-hmm. sell. They're still – uh, Obviously willing to list. They know what the price isn't. They yeah. were willing to pay a commission. This is the very definition of a motivated seller. And And there it is right there in your MLS. The data yeah. is free. You can get the phone number from numerous different sources – Um, and yet you're then still going to spend all your time toiling away, trying to find leads, even though those are some of the best leads and they're sitting there ready for you, waiting for you to call them? That doesn't make any sense. Does it make sense to you, Julie?
1: No, it doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make sense to uh, complain about not having enough leads when there's this list of people. Right. You know, so there's that. Okay. And we did actually on our session today in Premier Coaching, we talked a lot about Expired Palooza. And a lot of listings by our agents are being taken indeed from the expired.
0: Fourth quarter is the goldmine time of year for expired listings. Do not forget we told you that
1: yes and an interesting little side note is many of our coaching clients are i haven't seen this too much before they are finding expired land listings which normally most residential agents don't get that excited about but considering the low inventory they're taking them to builders they're selling the land to the builder getting the builder to build something on it either selling that to a wayward buyer that couldn't find anything before perhaps one of your listings Uh, and or many other uses of that. So it's it's interesting what they're finding, this mixture of different expired. Well,
0: but you're bringing up something. What if there's an expired land listing and they don't have the hell to do with it? That's what coaching is for.
1: Well, that's why we talked about it in coaching (laughs) Exactly. You guys got to be expanding
0: your minds to realize there's opportunities all around you. Leads and ways to help people make money in real estate are always plentiful, no matter what's going on, the interest rates, the politics, it does not matter. There's always, always, always gonna be people that need to buy and sell real estate, forever and ever. That's the reason this is the greatest business in the United States, because everyone will always need what you sell.
1: That's right. So keep a gratitude journal, keep it on your desk, read your journal on days where you feel overwhelmed. Use the affirmation, I have an attitude of gratitude and you will start ending those feelings of overwhelm. You will remind yourself of those Easter eggs that are everywhere. There's a quote from Joel Osteen I wanted to close with. He said, I think faith is incredibly important because you'll become overwhelmed with what's happening and you'll have waves of grief. Or, But when you turn to your faith, I believe God will give you waves of grace to get through it. Always the positive thinker there, uh, Joel Osteen. But, yes, I, I think I, I keep a gratitude journal. I keep one for me and I keep one about Zoe, like sayings and things like that, because they crack me up, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can – we can't eliminate you feeling overwhelmed that's always going to happen randomly and at different rates but what you can do is start to have more control so we gave you 14 points of exactly how to get back in control we talked about the brain dump emptying your head before you go to bed we talked about having daily minimum standards we talked about definitely being media free that was a theme that we went through okay talked about exercise and water and different habits to maybe bring back if you used to be good at that, or maybe start fresh. So don't do nothing about this and say, well, that was an interesting podcast series, (laughs) okay? We appreciate that, but you know, it's only as good as what you do with it.
0: That's right, we do appreciate that. And by the way, a lot of you guys are um, ready to move over to eXp Realty. It's, for many of you, the next natural thing that you should be doing. We would love to um, be considered as your sponsors at eXp Realty do please text me directly if you're looking for a sponsor if you've not chosen a sponsor already do feel free to text me directly and julie and i would love to tell you and show you what we can do to help you at exp royalty you can just text me directly at five one two seven five eight zero two zero six five one two seven five eight zero two zero six if you're just getting started on the journey to learn more about exp if you're exp realty curious as i'm fond of saying text the letters e x p to four seven three seven two text the letters e x p to four seven three seven two in the meantime you guys have a fantastic day we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow actually we might not we're not sure if we're doing a show tomorrow because we're doing that live event Uh, but we will try to have something available for you actually i'll tell you what i was thinking about doing Julie. Hmm. so we're going to be in front of a thousand people on stage Mm -hmm. what if we were to do a live podcast on stage in front of a thousand people i know it'd be hilarious was your idea Yeah, Julie just said, remember, it's my idea. I know she's not mic'd up. You guys have a great day. We'll talk with you on the show, hopefully tomorrow.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.